section eighty seven of canada south america central america mexico and the west indies this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the world story volume eleven canada south america central america mexico and the west indies edited by eva march tappan section eighty seven argentine independence eighteen ten to nineteen ten by hiram bingham on the twentieth of may nineteen ten the argentine nation in general and buenos aires in particular observed with appropriate ceremonies the one hundredth anniversary of their independence great preparations were made to ensure a celebration that should suitably represent the importance of the event in eighteen ten buenos aires had been a spanish colony for two hundred and fifty years following her foundation in the sixteenth century but the spanish crown had never valued highly the great rolling prairies drained by the rio de la plata there were no mines of gold or silver here and spain did not send her colonists into far-away america to raise corn and wine that should compete with spanish farmers at home buenos aires was regarded as the end of the world all persons and all legitimate commerce bound thither from spain were obliged to go by way of panama and peru over the andes across the south american continent before they could legally enter the port of buenos aires the natural result of this was the building up of a prosperous colony of portuguese smugglers in southern brazil another result was that no spaniards cared to live so far away from home if they could possibly help it and society in buenos aires was not nearly so brilliant as in the fashionable spanish-american capitals of lima santiago or bogota during the closing years of the eighteenth century the spaniards became convinced of their short-sighted policy and made buenos aires an open port the english were not slow to realize that this was one of the best commercial situations in south america and that far from being the end of the world as the spaniards thought it was a natural centre through which the wealth of a large part of south america was bound to pass the great mr pitt who was most interested in developing british commerce with south america felt that it would probably be necessary to introduce british manufactures in the wake of a military expedition and decided to seize buenos aires which was so poorly defended that it could easily be captured by a small resolute force accordingly in june eighteen o six an attack was made the viceroy notwithstanding repeated warnings had made no preparations to defend the city and it was captured without difficulty there was great rejoicing in london at the report of the victory but it was soon turned to dismay by the news of a disgraceful and unconditional surrender the sudden overthrow of the english was due largely to the ability of a local hero named Lanier's, who played successfully on the wounded pride of the porteños the significance of the episode is that it gave to the porteños the idea that the power of spain could be easily overthrown and that they actually had the courage and strength to win and hold their own independence hardly had the city recovered from the effects of its bombardment 
by the english before events destined to produce a profound change throughout south america commenced to attract attention in spain napoleon inaugurated his peninsula campaigns and the world beheld the spectacle of a spanish king become the puppet of a french emperor in july eighteen o nine a new viceroy appointed by the spanish cortes then engaged in fighting against napoleon took possession of the reins of government in buenos aires in the early months of eighteen ten napoleon's armies were so successful throughout the spanish peninsula that it seemed as if the complete subjection of spain was about to be accomplished on may eighteen the unhappy viceroy allowed this news from spain to become known in the city at once a furor of popular discussion arose led by belgrano and other liberal young creoles the people decided to defy napoleon and his puppet king of spain as they had defied the soldiers of england on the twenty fifth of may the viceroy frightened out of his wits surrendered his authority and a great popular assembly that crowded the plaza to its utmost capacity appointed a committee to rule in his stead so the twenty fifth of may eighteen ten became the actual birthday of argentina's independence although the acts of the popular government were for six years done in the name of ferdinand the deposed king of spain and the act of independence was not passed by the argentine congress until eighteen sixteen no sooner had buenos aires thrown off the yoke of spain than she began an active armed propaganda much as the first french republic did before her other cities of argentina were forcibly convinced of the advantages of independence and the armies of buenos aires pressed northward into what is now southern bolivia it was their intention to drive the spanish armies entirely out of the continent and what seemed more natural than that they should follow the old trade route which they had used for centuries and go from buenos aires to lima by way of the highlands of bolivia and peru but they reckoned without counting the cost in the first place the indians of those lofty arid regions do not take great interest in politics it matters little to them who their masters are furthermore their country is not one that is suited to military campaigns hundreds of square miles of arid desert plateaued ten or twelve thousand feet above the sea a region suited only to support a small population and that by dint of a most careful system of irrigation separated by frightful mountain trails from any adequate basis of supplies were obstacles that proved too great for them to overcome their little armies were easily driven back on the other hand when the royalist armies attempted to descend from the plateau and attack the patriots they were equally unsuccessful the truth is that southern bolivia and northern argentina are regions where it is far easier to stay at home and defend oneself than to make successful attacks on one's neighbors an army cannot live off the country as it goes along and the difficulties of supplying it with provisions and supplies are almost insurmountable the first man to appreciate this was jose san martin it is not too much to say that san martin is the greatest name that south america has produced bolivar is better known among us and he is sometimes spoken of as the washington of south america but his character does not stand investigation and no one can claim that his motives were as unselfish or his aims as lofty as those of the great general to whose integrity and ability the foremost republics of spanish south america argentina chile and peru owe their independence san martin was born of spanish parents not far from the present boundary between argentina and paraguay his father was a trusted spanish official his mother was a woman of remarkable courage and foresight his parents sent him to spain at an early age to be educated 
military instincts soon drew him into the army and he served in various capacities both in africa and later against the french in the peninsula he was able to learn thoroughly the lessons of war and the value of well-trained soldiers he received the news of the popular uprising in argentina while still in spain and soon became interested in the struggles of his fellow-countrymen to establish their independence in eighteen twelve he returned to buenos aires where his unselfish zeal and intelligence promptly marked him out as an unusual leader the troops under him became the best drilled body of patriots in south america after witnessing the futile attempts of the patriots to drive the spanish armies out of the mountains of peru by way of the highlands of bolivia he conceived the brilliant idea of cutting off their communication with spain by commanding the sea-power of the west coast he established his headquarters at mendoza in western argentina a point from which it would be easy to strike at chile through various passes across the andes here he stayed for two years governing the province admirably building up an efficient army organizing the refugees that fled from chile to mendoza making friends with the indians and keeping out of the factional quarrels that threatened to destroy all proper government in buenos aires in january eighteen seventeen his army was ready he led the spaniards to think that he might cross the andes almost anywhere and succeeded in scattering their forces so as to enable him to bring the main body of his army over the most practical route the uspalata pass the expedition was successful and in eighteen eighteen san martin had the satisfaction of administering such a decisive defeat to the spaniards at maipo as to ensure chilean independence with the aid of a remarkable soldier of fortune thomas cochran earl of dundonald and an interesting group of anglo-saxon seamen san martin drove the spaniards from the west coast and captured the city of lima the aid which was given him by buenos aires and chile was not sufficient to enable him to penetrate the great andes of the interior and totally destroy the last spanish army he sought bolivar's aid but that proud liberator would only come as commander-in-chief so rather than sacrifice the cause of independence san martin with unexampled self-effacement gave up his well-trained veterans to bolivar and sucre and quietly withdrew to his modest home in argentina his unwillingness to enter into political squabbles his large-minded statesmanship and his dignified bearing did not endear him to his fellow-countrymen and he was forced to pass the declining years of his life in europe in exile from his native land the history of the period is full of petty personal rivalries and absurd political squabbles against these as a background the magnificent figure of san martin efficient soldier wise statesman and unselfish patriot stands out plainly distinct his achievements are worthy to be remembered with those of the greatest heroes of history his character the finest south american has ever produced has few equals in the annals of any country for many years he was disliked by his fellow patriots because he openly expressed the belief that they were not fit for pure democratic government since his day many south americans agree with him end of section eighty seven this recording is in the public domain